Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I am Morten Røvik and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague Lars Rotskill Henriksen. Tere Lars. Hi Morten. Good to see you as always and looking forward to recording another episode for our listeners and viewers out there. The purpose for those of you who have not come across this podcast before is for us to help you learn GTD or become even better GTDers. So we hope, as always, that this episode supports you in that. And if it does, we always love to hear from you. If you are new to GTD, we always recommend you go back and listen to episodes one through six of the podcast to get an introduction to the basics of GTD. So this is episode number 62 of the podcast. And today we'll be talking about something that is very much a part of a GTDers reality. Hmm, exactly. We are going to talk about changing your habits. Um, and before we go there, I just want to say thanks thanks to Paul Vahur from Estonia, he's a certified GGG trainer who gave me the, the, the greeting we have today. Tere is thanks, uh, Estonian. So and if you if you want us to use your language um, and you send us uh, an email at podcast at gtdnordic.dk podcast.dk <laughs> and your language will be represented in our podcast so but um, changing your habits habits is an integrated part of getting things done you have to change them uh, and the problems as I see it when when you're starting out with getting things done and even if you've been doing it for a while is that you have used your whole life up till you got to know or you know learn about gtd to build your own habits on mm. how you you know how you handle everything that life throws at you and that's um that's you know you are used to this and i don't know if you recognize this but i i remember when i learned started learning gtd back in 2006 that took a little time for me. How was it about you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it really took time and it really took, you know, many small steps, uh, mm. which is really more, very much aligned with what we're talking about today in taking parts of GCD, the practice, the way to work, and then really integrating that to be just a natural way to, to do things. So for me, the starting point, just to capture things that was mm. really new, new to me, is as simple as it sounds and, and as yeah, stupid as it sounds really to, mm. to not write things down. When I, when I look back at that practice, it really took mm. some time to, to getting used to it. Yeah, me too. Um, the way we've, we've been talking about this uh, structure, this podcast, is that we will like to take you through the five steps of GTD and talk about what habits you need to establish and where you might find your pitfalls. Mm. And then we will talk about, um, you know, the, the habit itself. What does uh, books and science say about this? And uh, give you maybe some book tips at the end um, when we discuss the, the um, you know, the more specifics of a, of a habit. So... And you mentioned one of the most important ones that you need to establish, Loris, which is the f where it all starts by capturing everything that has mm. your attention, that you might want to do something about, that you want to do something about, or that you have a worry about. Yeah. And, um, and you do that practically by writing it out of your head or talking it into somewhere. And it's either a physical, or sorry, physical paper or digital uh, capture. Yeah. And... Um, one of the th stumble stones that I've, I've seen um, people have, I don't know if you saw that when you learned GTD back in the day, but um, one of the things I've seen in the wild and I can recognize by myself is that when you have something um, that comes to your inside your brain, you understand this, I might want to capture, you are alluding yourself saying that oh i will remember this i don't have to write this down this is so obvious to me do you have you ever had that exactly yeah that happens all the time and that you know we we see that a lot in in, in seminars and coaching so if people are coming from a better place than i was i would mm -hmm. never write anything down uh, mm -hmm. so just starting to write something down helped me but obviously mm -hmm. there are uh, several people that will uh, meet gtd and have better 
practices regarding capture already, but they will typically capture mm -hmm. the big things. And yeah. uh, as, as, as those of you who are seasoned GTDers know, is that if you only capture the big things, then the small things will start to grab your attention. These are all yeah, exactly. commitments showing up, will all you know distract you from your meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, cat food is the, the classical example of, mm -hmm. I, have to, I have to remember to buy that, I have to remember to buy that, and that'll interrupt your, your whole day, your whole focus for the whole day. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and um, you know, if you if you want to convince yourself that it is good to capture things and, you know, to get it out of your head, it might be a good um, exercise to think back on your own practices that if you ever had something on your mind that you forgot, that's a good, good uh, even important things that you might mm. want to do something about. If you ever had that, that you forget things, then start uh, thinking about those things and uh, you might uh, you know that use your commonsensical frontal cortex and uh, ask yourself it is it a good idea i start doing this more consistently hmm. and the answer is yes it is <laughs> uh, because the more you do that the more present you become in the moment and that's yeah. you know the um, the core idea of getting things done is uh, your mind is um, not for you know as a system it's not a good idea your head is for having ideas not holding them yeah exactly um, and um, but when you are, if you look back and when you establish the habit of capturing, what would you s s uh, what would you say that was the the main holding Lars back from establishing this habit? I think understanding the value of the clear head, mm. and I think that's sort of an overall thing that we also often talk about in GCD circles is is trying to teach people that there is a way to have everything out of your head. And obviously that's the starting point is to write things down. I had a Q and A uh, with a company, an organization in, in Denmark yesterday, where we were talking about this because they, they, you know, as they went into the seminar, they were looking forward to, you know, making better lists, but that, that clear head that some of them had really grasped now, you know, two, three months after the seminar. And now they knew what that entailed and the value mm. of, of writing things down, getting that out of your head. Mm. And it is it is for a lot of people a new experience that you kind of like you free up your synapses. It's like a fresh breeze blows over inside your brain and you are able to think again mm, uh, exactly. without stress. And for a lot of people, that's very, um, and for most people, it's, it's a very good experience. Um, the only exception is that if you're addicted to stress, you will feel this a little stressful, not having something mm. to think about. Yeah. You will uh, you will start thinking, hey, uh, I'm, I'm not stressed. What's wrong here? I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, no, and I had that. I had, a, I had a coaching client mention to me, I think it was at the end of last year, that he was... That was, he felt that something was wrong because he yeah. had not opened his laptop in the evening for the past two months. Yeah. He had just been there, you know, spending time with his wife and his kids, and you know, it, it just felt wrong. And just, <laughs> yeah, no, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> you know that that's great. That that's so that's so good yeah. to hear. Yeah, and that's what is what what it is all about, isn't it? You know, the the mm, ability yeah. to keep a clear head and be but he present. said that he felt stressed because he was not stressed <laughs> yeah <laughs> which know, is kind of, that was kind of what he said <laughs> yeah that's contraintuitive contra uh, that but mm. um no but if you if you are going to you know i think it might be now that um, we could mention some of the the um, basic structure of habit building that we have read about and um I'm going to give you more detailed book references after, but we have the one of the uh, first books I read about habits. It's called The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Um, have you read the same book or have you read it? I have read the book, yeah. And I yeah. believe he's a GCD as well, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, th I think so too. So, um, But he, he recognizes this as the habit has three steps or three stages, if you want. It's the, the trigger that starts the habit. It's the habit itself, and then it's the the reward after. If I'm, mm. if somebody has read the book and remember it differently, tell me. <laughs> Send us. No, an email. it's exactly yeah. So the cue, the routine, the reward, exactly. Okay, so the cue, the trigger is um, when it comes to capture. The the cue then or the trigger should be that I have something inside my brain <laughs> that mm. I'm thinking about that's come yeah. revisiting me, and uh, if you have 
had, you know, if you experience to have the same thoughts two times, that's a good indication uh, that it's it is on your mind, but it's not getting done. So you might want to write that down. And the habit itself is writing it down. And the reward you will get is the feeling of, oh, I'm back to, you know, mm. send the, the equilibrium where you are present in the moment. There's nothing pulling on your attention. Um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but David Allen's quote is something like, um, when you understand what has your attention, you will understand what really has your attention. Mm, exactly. Which means that every time you take something out, something else might show up. So be prepared when you're trying to establish this, that might a lot of things might show up. Because you're, you're clearing your head and then s um, things in your mid um, or long-term memory might show up. Or so be prepared to, you know, always have your, your capture tools close by. That's my recommendation. Mm. And exactly understanding that reward, that, that takes time. And that's uh, part of the challenge I, I see in, in when people try to establish the, the habits of GCD and the ways of working is that it does take time to really grasp that reward. That clear mind does not come when you just sit down and write down five things when you don't have any of the other habits installed. So it does take time to really understand that. And that's what they mentioned yesterday in that meeting that now two, three months after the seminar, now they really, they really grasped it. And of mm. course, that then helps them establish that habit because the reward is now so clear to them what happens when I write things down and get that out of my head. Yeah, it, it is. It is. If you are you're using your head as a system, you will feel that physically, you know, that when the reward is not coming, that clear head reward where you, you mm. know, the first breeze, you know, is stroking your synapses. Um, <laughs> when, when you don't have this, but you have the opposite, which is stress. I'm stressed by everything that's in my brain. You know, I have a lot too too much things to think about. Then that's a good in indication you're not doing that habit. So start mm. doing it consistently, and 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 you will have that. You know that we, you know this very well. The listeners might not, but David Allen um, has thought us uh, thought us all that uh, the productive experience is when you're not stressed. The unproductive experience is when you are stressed. So we mm. want to be in the productive experience, and and the indicator if you're not is that you are. If you are stressed, you are not in the right zone. And the way that you get into a stress-free productivity is start capturing consistently. Get everything out of your head. Decide what it means. Park it in the system you trust. Review the system and do, which is a very short version of the five steps. <laughs> so. But if you're not, if you feel stressed about everything you've not done yet, write it down. Hmm. So, um, so anything else to add on the habit of? No, I think it's just it, it. always it continues to fascinate me how we you know, what people write down. So when we sit down with people and what they write down, what has their attention, what actually shows up, is it work-related, is it personal? Um, I worked with a coaching client recently where you would, I, I would have expected him to, to simply write all the, oh, that's right, I have to send that PDF and I had to reach out to these 10 clients and all the, the work stuff. But relatively quickly, he came into some, some personal things and that was something about his relationship that he wanted to work on and, mm. and do better. And it's just fascinating to me to see what, what shows up on people's minds once they start mm. to write things down and don't really apply any filter, just write it all down, whatever has their attention. Mm. And it could be, you know, that if you have worry about something that um, you might want to do something about that's been rummaging, that mm. might be... Yeah. Um, and that's not very... You know the the, the book and the the, um, the courses don't focus on the worry part, but I think that's important because it's if yeah. you understand that you have worry on something and these in the times that we live now there is plenty to worry about. You know this that's mm. a, that that's not a problem, <laughs> but <laughs> but if you want to live a good life in the midst of this chaos, um, you have to write everything down and ask yourself, can and should I do something about this? And mm, if you yeah, cannot exactly. do if you cannot do something about it, just accept it as it is. Now, Morton the Stoic is coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and especially so in the level one seminars where we talk about this, people will tend to write more of those direct things down, what's going on right now. And then mm. one of the things I love about the level two seminar is actually to then start. Are there any problems or issues in your life right now? Hmm. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes, there <laughs> yeah, is. Well, yeah, let me let me just capture a few more things and then yeah. let's talk about them. Yeah. 
So, should we move on to um, clarify and organize? Mm -hmm, let's do. Yeah, because this is where I see that people, I've been saying this in this podcast many times before, but I see that one of the things that is the most difficult for people to get to stick is clarify. That is, decide if you're going to do something about something. And when you've decided, um, clarify the, the next action and the desired outcome. If you mm. do not focus on this, you will more or less voluntarily, you will drag unclear things, emails and stuff and cat food, uh, you know, unclarified things into your system after you clarify them. And for those mm. of you who is not seeing this on the video, I'm doing air quotes. Um, if you're not clarifying it good, you will drag unclear things into your system and when you look at the system later you will go ah, i don't know what to do yeah. here so i will proc procrastinate this or maybe i will do something that i find easier mm. one of the key principles and the paradigm shift in getting things done is to clarify everything that has your attention that you want to do something about into physical next actions where you have everything you need if you do that on a consistent basis and then ask yourself when you've done that, does this next action finish this or do I have a desired outcome here that I, uh, will help me remember that this is not finished when I've done my next action? And to be good about this takes time, but it's well worth building that habit. Wouldn't you agree, Lars? Absolutely, absolutely. And I can really recognize what you're saying in the, you know, we come across GTDers that clarify, but there is a significant difference in how well you clarify are these mm. really thought through is that mm. really the next action is it well defined mm. is it on the right list you actually want it on your list because mm. now you you know 10 new things showed up last week and right now you actually maybe need to put that on on hold for now mm. so it, having good clear next actions is, is such a critical step and again it's very different to how how people work this step i, I see this um, especially in coaching with people and how where, where they might you know, might start to do things or whether they, you know, how well they can then work from their lists following mm. a, a good clarifying process. Mm. And uh, just a little um, heads up for those of you who are new to GTD. Um, when you clarify and organize, um, you should not say yes to everything that's, you know, on your, uh, on your, you know, capture lists or your mental mind sweep lists. Um, maybe something is someday maybe or it should be on mm. pause or because and this is one of the, the things that I, I see people have a habit is that if it hits my brain I have to do something about it yeah. I have to decide to do something and that to answer that question if you think that you're, if you're in that place no <laughs> you don't have to do everything that you your mind cocks up or, or somebody tells you you should do you should make a decision and when clarifying that's the decision making time should i do something about this yes or no and most often i see a lot of people have to be better at saying no Mm. because the minute you get good at GTD when you clarify and organize everything your list becomes often humongous we've mm -hmm. all been there you know the list grows out of you know proportions and you, when you're doing your your um, engage where you are going to do what you decided to done uh, to, to do before you look at your list and you go oh this is just too many next actions to pick from yeah. and that is a good um good um, you know th then then you have to go back to the drawing board which is the clarify and ask yourself am i really gonna do this seriously mm. so beware people yeah. yeah you know and i recognize that and i've mentioned this on the podcast before and it's you know for i think three years now it must be that that i really have to maintain a focus on not putting too many new things on my plate mm. um, because it really does tend to, you know, oh, that's new, that's interesting, that's so cool and uh, <laughs> parking ongoing projects. Well, I'm, I said I was going to do this, so I don't really want to stop doing it. And mm. yeah, I can, uh, yeah, you might be talking about me when you, <laughs> when <laughs> I'm you sorry, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't thinking that, but, but, uh, but it is, it is, um, you know, when, when somebody asks you to do something it is, it's, it's, um, it's kind of like, um, it's, a, it's a, a gentle stroke to on your ego if somebody asks you to do something. And you would like to help people. You would like to be you know, a good person, 
and when a colleague asks you or your boss tells you something you might want to do, then, but then, then you have to take a step back and ask yourself seriously, is this the most important thing I can do now uh, for mm. me, the company, my career? And, and if it is, uh, accept and then, you know, do something about it. But if you understand that you've said yes to too many things, that's one of the habits you have to build, say no, mm. which is yeah. difficult. Um, but that, that is the clarify uh, part is where most people tend and and one of the things I've seen that people are, are tending to I've seen this with my coaching clients over and over and over again this is the main part where people don't get clarified is that but also when you when you uh, clarify you do not um, add the serious the seriously am I going to do this so <laughs> remember that <laughs> Yeah. So, so okay. So, moving on to organize. Where, where have you seen people are not doing, you know, that building that habit well? Have you seen? Yeah, I think it really uh, again the the two steps are really interconnected: clarifying and organizing. So, when it when things are not being organized, you know, like I think the classical example might be the email inbox. That is just mm -hmm. one long list of things that mm -hmm. have, however long you've been in that company, those are the eleven thousand or sixty thousand emails that are just sitting there, and you. We see different strategies with mm. you know flags and unread emails and however people have have previously worked with emails um but that's probably a the most classical example mm. in uh, in yeah in in my world at least mm. i don't know what about what about you uh, yeah that is also and a lot of people have a bad habit about you know they are saying that well i need my emails in my inbox because they remind me of everything that's not finished mm. yes yeah. that's correct if you clarify and organize them, you have them in two places. Now you have two places to look what you've what you've committed to. So yeah. the idea of of um, you know clearing your inbox, don't use your e your email inbox as a as a you know uh, as a list of you know like a to do list, is because um, it becomes a crappy place to um, because things will appear there when you are trying to reflect mm -hmm. on something else. So, so get it out of your inbox and into your lists. Decide next actions and decide outcomes and keep it there. And, um, you know, cl clear it out on a regular basis. Every 24 hours is the best practice of GTD. 24 to 48 hours, you should clear your inbox in the week. Mm. So... Um, and I'm, and I, this is for a lot of people then the, the reward of doing that uh is the the reward of you know if you have not seen an empty inbox before try mm. <laughs> try yeah. a couple of times <laughs> times and 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 tell us how you feel after because yeah. it is kind of unison that you get a a, a bit euphoric it's like uh, and maybe a little afraid because uh, I've seen people get anxious when they get on the empty emails. I have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Sherlock, you have. <laughs> but it's not in your, in, your, in your email any longer. It's in your list system, which is the proper place because you don't have emails popping up in your lists when you're trying to reflect on what's the right thing to do and, and, am, I, and you know, am I doing the right stuff now? Am I you know, engaging in the, in the right things? So. Mm. Yeah. And that overview that you get, yeah, I think uh, as part of the reward for me, at least, is a uh, you know that empty inbox, and then looking at those lists that mm. you know exactly what you've committed to, what are the active projects. Um, that that's one aspect, and then mm. when you sit down and work, is it easy for you to actually pick the right things to do? Mm. Those you know those rewards then really help me establish the habit of right. Mm. I need to really clarify, really think through: should I do this, and if so, what's mm. the next action? What's the project? And get those on the right list. Mm. And that brings us into reflect. Mm -hmm. uh, some, uh, which is the fourth step of the five steps of getting things done, and um, and this is also one of the keystone habits. Uh, you know, yeah. the first keystone habit is capture. Then second is clarify uh, things and organize them into your system, and then after you build the system, you have a system to review, and you should review as often as you need to to stay clear and and uh, appropriately engaged but at least once a week and that's we, what we call the weekly review hmm. um, 
but I, if you're thinking back when you're starting to establish your D2D practice, uh, how did how did that work for you? Was it easy to establish this as a routine? No, that's 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 like you say. It's one of the really the keystone habits of of uh, getting things done is the weekly review, and it's one of the things where most people will will struggle. So I'm I'm always excited when I hear from people that they really focus on oh, that weekly review. I got to get that one done. I really mm -hmm. want to get that in my calendar because that that really will help them with the whole practice in itself and, and really understanding the value of it. And I think the the way David probably used to describe it was so that that you really feel that you have to do there's something wrong if you don't get that done kind of like mm. if you missed brushing your teeth yeah. in the morning there's something wrong the, there's the no, yuck factor I think he exactly that, the dirty yeah exactly factor. so we want to, <laughs> yeah yeah so really need shower. to get yeah. that review review done and again focusing on from a habits perspective focus on the feelings afterwards how mm. good it feels when yeah. you've done the weekly review. And that's just consistent from all the GTDers. And yeah. Uh, yeah, for me, following the Danish GTD community and, and coaching clients and, and seminar participants, it's that's always it that, uh, yeah, now I've gone through it. Now it's, you know, mm. now I can feel good about what I'm working on. I can more easily disconnect and stay present with friends and family, all mm. that good stuff that comes from the weekly review. Yeah, I'm not exactly. And, uh, and that that's the that's the reward but it's sometimes very hard to get started and uh, you know mm. and and to what i see is that the um, you might have an inert inside you um an inner resistance of doing that and i've tried i try to to analyze that for myself and i try to remember how you know my thinking process was back in the day uh, my first inner resistance of not doing, you know, or for, for not doing a GTD uh, review, a weekly review, is I feel I can't prioritize my own time. Hmm. You know, this is time by me where I have to sit down, I have to think about my stuff. Yeah. And and I'm not important enough. <laughs> I don't know if you have, have you ever had that strange thought? That I'm not important enough for what? For for prioritizing time for you. Yeah, exactly. No, no, there are other people waiting, and I wanted to get that one done. And yeah, then yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll colleagues fix myself. Colleagues want later. to <laughs> call you for you know to have a, a meeting on the exact time that you are going to do your weekly review. Yeah, I'm just I'm just mentioning this because I think a lot of people feel that I can't prioritize time for me where I have to reflect. Hmm. So so if you feel that. Um, know that you are mistaken. <laughs> this is very important for you uh, as a person, and you as a person, uh, you are important. Don't forget this. You're, you're the most important person in your life. You should be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, if not, think again. This is. Uh, I've gotten into some hard weather for saying this, but uh, I, I'll say it until I I, I I flip. Because if I you can't take care of you, who can you take care of? So you need to take care of you to make sure that you are, you know, in a good place. So, so focus on that you are important and that actually taking time for doing your work good is important, not also for you, but also for the company and for your family. Um, if you are reflecting well, you will do more of the right things. And mm. um, that's my first inner, um, you know, resistance. Do you have... Some resistance that you remember, Lars, from your time of establishing GTD? No, it's it's probably somewhat similar to to that in that you know taking the time for that. I was lucky in the sense that I had a long commute, and that sort of lent itself mm. when I when I felt I could take the time to mm. to actually get into that weekly review state. Oh, so yeah. I had a lot of time uh, on the, on the train for me to to sit there and work through it. And mm. you know sometimes I had to sit there and I had to you know there was a bunch of emails that I had to deal mm. with instead. So I might dive into that, but but really having that time helped me uh, establish that. Yeah. Um, and I think some of the, some of the things that also helped me, and again, you know, zooming out all with GTD, a lot of this is practice, and then learning the reward that comes with this. And again, yeah. with the weekly review, it's one of the things that we also in the seminars really highlight to you know try to make your own, try to yeah. build your own practice on on yeah. this, uh, customize the checklist, uh, Google weekly review PDF, uh, yeah. grab those steps, uh, put it into wherever Word document, OneNote, wherever it might fit for you, and then make your own list. Um, mm. Start with a good cup of coffee. Have that weekly review playlist playing. Mm. 
uh, in the background and then you give yourself a reward at the end, maybe mm. some kind of some kind of reward that again helps you then trigger mm. uh, and, and making you want to to actually do that weekly review. Mm. Yeah. One of my other inner uh, resistance that I found is that um, it involves heavy thinking. Mm. And, yeah. and especially if you are, as me, a high associative, you know, the Kairos Cognition Test, for those of you who are, it's, it's called Kairos Cognition Survey, it's called. Mm. So yeah. um, and I'm sure Lars can make a note now, we can put it in the show notes for those who want to understand more about what this yes. is. This, we use this, um, the Kairos Cognition Survey, um, when we coach clients and when we train trainers, because we would like to understand how does your mind uh, prefer uh, processing information. And you will be on a scale where the outer points are, you know, high associative or high sequential. And um, for me, who is a high associative, it's difficult to do the weekly review in itself because it's very sequ sequential work my brain hijacks me all the time it wants to <laughs> run off into the fields and think free and think associative but but the weekly review is is um, sequential and uh, what i what i suggest people do for getting out of you know building that habit if you're highly associative is maybe do it in in uh, you know do 15 minutes focused work and then just get up and walk around the you know the house or your office or put your head out to the window break it up and that mm. makes it easier and yeah. and and use um use a timer if you find two minutes uh <laughs> things uh, because uh, your brain is very good at at um giving you the illusion that ah, this will only take two minutes <laughs> 15 minutes That's you're easy. still at it <laughs> i know this so well and suddenly you, you instead of taking like maybe an hour or you know 45 minutes an hour and a half maybe it's more or less normal it can take three four hours and uh, for me, that is uh, it's a struggle. Every every time I do a weekly review, I have the same problems, and that is my head will take me and run with me, and, mm. and so I have to be prepared for that, and uh, and try to to break it up so that and you know if you stand up, that might be a, you know change your habit, you know do something differently for a little while to to break it up. That makes help. Yeah. I uh, I played around with that as well recently. I, um, um, I I took my you know instead of doing it at the uh, my usual Mac at the office, I took my iPad. I sat down on the couch and did mm. it instead. You know, just trying yeah. to, to to make a, a, a change, uh, a difference mm. in in, in scenery. Yeah, and people like doing it on cafes with you know some good music in the earbuds. If you are you're that kind of person who like to be you know block out the. The, the in, your internal noise mm -hmm. and external noise by music. Um, yeah. If you're a high mover, uh, do it standing up. You know, uh, if you're a high observer, make sure that you're not distracted. Don't 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 do it looking out the window. Looking into mm. a white wall might help you to yeah. keep the focus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yeah, but building that habit takes takes time, um, and it but it is, uh, you know. The, this is the habit that you have to work on until you know, whole, the whole, the old steps of getting things done has the same principles are that you will learn about GTD, you will start implementing it, you will start working on it, and you will integrating it as a habit. And at some point it will become more like uh, a routine. And when it becomes a routine, you don't think about it. And I'm, I'm there, I don't have to think about, I need to do a weekly review. That's written in stone, more mm. or less for me, because if I don't, I don't feel good. Uh, it's uh, it's the dirty underwear yuck factor, as <laughs> David will talk about. I don't like that. I can't. I can't really. Um, I can relax without doing it, but I I don't feel comfortable. You know, it's, mm. it's something is a little and, off. And that that habit feeling, I think many GCDers out there will also recognize it in the clarify steps. So mm. those questions are just, you know, if something shows up in my world, I'll capture it. When I look at that list and want to clarify and organize, mm. it's just second, you know, it's just built in. It's just, that's how I think about those mm. things. Uh, what is it? Is it actionable? What's the next action? What's yeah. the project? And whatever you might come across. And just also, you know, you mentioned the the um, energy requirement for you to sit down and do a weekly review. 
Um, I also see that when it comes to the clarifying and organizing step, that there will be, again, like we mentioned earlier, really want to do well when you clarify and organize things. So you find yeah. the right next actions and you make good, clear outcome descriptions. Mm. And if you do that too frequently during the day, for example, mm. or you do it when you're too tired, that can more often lead to, to yep. mistakes. So yep. really keep an eye on, on that one, that yep. energy level is, you know, a certain amount of energy is required to, to go yep. through that. It's heavy lifting, heavy mental lifting, yeah. you know, the decision is, and, and just a riff two seconds about, you know, the, how your brain is put together when it comes to this is that your, what you are using when you are making decisions are your glucosis, who is, you know, the, the fuel of the brain. It's built up during the night, and you don't have an infinite resource on that. So, so make sure you're doing it when you're fresh, um, and your mem you know, your your brain is uh, active, and mm. um, and and when you are getting starting uh, doing GTD, you are starting, you know, stopping. You're starting your stopping of multitasking in your brain. You don't try and reflect on more than one thing at the same time, which is core of the problem for a lot of people that leads to stress the, um, the theo campanola brain chains is very clear on that is that if you try mm. to reflect on more than one thing at the same time um, you will stress yourself uh, it will take longer time to do things 50 percent on average and you will make more mistakes um, and and uh, and you will you will burn uh, the glucoses in your brain and you will be tired and when you be, are tired then you can do the, you know let's let's go for another book thinking fast <laughs> and slow by Daniel Kahneman who's very clear on that if you are if you are don't have uh, enough energy uh, brain energy that is you will resort to um, your um, what you call system two is not is you know, system one and system two is that the name i don't remember exactly but you have uh, the, the the number one is your 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 strategic long-term thinker you know where your common sense and everything that's um, wise about your 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 brain <laughs> lives while you will move it down to more than Neanderthal amygdala um, emotion state where you make worse decisions than if you are using your frontal cortex so so to be able to to do a good weekly review and to clarify and organize you should reserve time when you are your 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 memory and sorry your, your brain is uh, at a fresh state don't and i say this very clearly don't try and clarify and organize and do a, a weekly review when your brain is tired just don't mm. do it it's like whipping your brain with with barbed wire don't try that yes <laughs> you are not able to think and if you make decisions then i'm sure your brain will you know your decisions will not be as good as if you you know took the time to do it when you are, your brain is fresh. Makes yeah, sense? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that that's the challenge. Then you have to go back and clarify and organize again or rethink things or move things off the list and park them. And yeah, all sorts of things can come from that. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the last um, the step of the GTD is engage. And that is when you are either looking at your calendar and doing what's on your calendar, or if you have some spare time, you look at your your lists and mm. uh, pick from them based on uh, context, time available, and energy level. So I think people do have a bit of a problem, myself included, when I started you know, establishing GGD as a habit, is that... Um, when you are engaging, um, it's easy to get drawn into something and start, especially if you're not done clarifying and organizing well and, you know, and, and not done your weekly review. Um, the, the idea with getting things done, step five, is that you will engage with something and you will feel good about it. You'll feel good about mm -hmm. doing just that and nothing else. So how, how would you define the best habits for that, Loris, making yeah, that no, decision. I would just maybe take a step back and, and, and say that this step is, is one of the places where I really see the past habits conflicting with the new practice of, of GTD. So when you're implementing GTD, it's really, this is where it's really easy to fall back to old habits and then just, you know, working from your email inbox. 
So when you sit down and decide what should I be be working on, um, well, if I check my email inbox, I'll open Outlook in the morning and then I'll just be stuck in there for four hours doing all the stuff that that shows up. So really being conscious about that is something that I have, uh, you know, benefited a lot from really taking a step back. So sitting down and really being aware of the threefold nature of work and figuring mm -hmm. out what is the right thing for me to do at this time. Obviously, if there's a meeting in my calendar, then it's it's a pretty straightforward decision, assuming that it's the right meeting to uh, to attend to. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, you know, taking a step back and, and, you know, should I be working from my list now? Should I be, has something shown up that I maybe should, should take care of right now? Should I be emptying my inboxes? And really being clear on that decision is something that's really helped me a lot in in working on the right things at the right time mm. um, I do I concur <laughs> exactly <laughs> so but um, and I wanted to to talk about um, just one thing at the end here before we start looking at the books and the recommendations if you want to learn more about building habits mm. um, and that is the tr uh, the tree uh, the threefold nature of work because um, and what is this uh, Lars, take us through this. What is the <laughs> yeah? May maybe that was fair to do, to define. So we work with these three different uh, types of, of work. We have the uh, the predefined work, which is work that has been clarified and organized. So these are the, the lists that you have. These are the um, stuff in your calendar that you meetings that you need to attend to, or full day events, things that you need to get done on a specific day. So the things that are already defined for you. That's the predefined work. Then we have the unplanned work, which is work that just shows up. So your phone rings, or your colleague drops by your desk or something has shown up in your life that you haven't even had a chance to 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 deal with your capture get into the system etc so that kind of thing that that just shows up and the last one is defining your work so that means clarifying and organizing your inboxes so getting those you know picking one thing up clarifying that organizing it into the appropriate place and then mm. moving on to the next one and really being aware of that i think helps um, you know again coaching clients with not multitasking so coming mm. back to what you were saying with the tail campanola for example on, on mm. the brain chain side of really making that as a separate way to work now i'm going to sit down now and empty my inbox that is my work right now mm. and then i'm going to work from my list afterwards or whatever else feels like the right thing to do mm. And and the, the reason I wanted to, to talk a little about this is because building habit of, had, habit of doing GTD is under, you know, defining work. And, and that's the, um, a, a bit of the, the, you know, the paradigm shift for a lot of people is that you know, when you've, you need to set aside time to define your work, that is clarify and organize. And you have to redefine your work again when you're doing your, your um, review, reflect um, step. And, and when you do that, when you are establishing this, it's, it's very important to make sure that you stay in the gear. So if you're in gear number two, you're clarifying and then you're organizing up quickly up to number three and organize it then back to number two. And you stay there until you clarify and organize everything that you've, um, you know, that's either on your, your mental mind sweep or in your inboxes. Hmm. Uh, and, and do that consistently and stay in that gear and then switch gear and ask yourself, okay, in the trifle nature of work, what makes most sense for me now? If something is in your calendar, do it or attend that meeting. If nothing is in your calendar and you have to take a step back, should I then... You know, if you're finished clarifying and organizing or you're reflecting, uh, what should I then focus on? Is it, mm. you know, um, doing predefined work? Mm, that's good. Or should I just open my door for a lot of <laughs> managers and leaders? That's uh, just opening your door is enough for having, you know, ad hoc work, you know, mm. as it shows up. But, uh, but to be conscious about where am I? Um, it, it takes time to be, you know, in which mode or mode I or modal, what do you say? How is that in English? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, which mode or mood are you in? Are you, you know, mm. so, so to be, so to build that. Um, any last words about GTD before we go on the book recommendations part, Lars? 
No, I think we covered most of, of what we what we wanted to mention. Uh, the only one thing that I would maybe add is um, about building habits. One way that I would do it would might be with um, with affirmations. And one other place mm. where I place it is as part of my customized weekly review checklist. Mm. So I will have things on that list to remind me that I'm trying to establish this habit. Not something that I want on my list. I don't want to put it in my calendar. I want to mm. see if I can establish that as a just a way that I do things. So you, if you were looking at my customized weekly review checklist, you might find things uh, that, that I'm trying to establish as a habit. So just wanted mm. to throw that in there as an example yeah. of where you might put it as a GCD. Mm. And I think we made an episode um, about affirmations before, haven't we? I think we have a dedicated episode of that. Is that true? I will have to look yeah, to be sure. Look. It's, it's not in your head. <laughs> this is <laughs> exactly <laughs> no, but uh, the reason I'm mentioning this is because of the um, for those of you who want to who want to understand what an affirmation is. We I think we made an episode of, about this. Uh, affirmation is, uh, you know, by short, what do I want to change in this world uh, with me as a person, or uh, what do I want to become, or you know, what do I need to <coughs> reinforce. Um, or what do I need to change or want to change? Mm. So um, an affirmation for, for, for instance, the, the weekly review. I am a person who enjoy the, the relief and the good feelings of overview and control after I've done my weekly review. This is the person I'd <laughs> like to be. So that, that will help you remember that you actually are going to do a weekly review. And, um, yeah. mm. but. Okay, so, so moving on to the, to the book recommendations, um, I mentioned The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. Uh, that's a really good book. And uh, another really good book, um, I've not dug into that in detail, but the Tiny Habits, Tiny Habits is also a good book by, what's his name again? Do you remember that on top of mm, your head? Nope. But I'm sure you will find that. Oh, I see you are doing something, Lars. Um, BJ Fogg. Um, BJ Fogg, that's correct. And uh, the last book, uh, you've either read or heard about um, Atomic Habits? Yeah, by James Clear. Uh, so I, uh, I've, I, uh, I've read that. I'm still rereading it right now, actually, mm -hmm. to, uh, to refresh my mind on, on what his thinking is on the topic. Mm. And I, I think um, the what uh, the only thing I've I've seen that's the difference between us, or at least as of now, is the the biggest difference between the power of habit and tiny habits, is that tiny habits has um, something I I like uh, a lot, and that's celebration. And uh, yeah. you know that after you've you've done what you decided to do, when you've done your habit, you should celebrate. And that could be like an internal celebration, like make a little mental dance or or just <laughs> make for yourself, because then you will enforce that habit. Yeah. But what it also says that I really like is that when you remember you want to build that habit, celebrate. Because I remembered mm. it. Yay. <laughs> I want to change. I want to get good at clarifying, organizing. I remember that. And I can make a little dance inside. I can make a little woohoo in my brain. I remembered. I'm going to build that habit. And I think that it, that is powerful stuff. I like that. So have you tried it that? It really is. It really is. And it's, it's, in, it's just so interesting to see how, you know, amazingly complex, fantastic our brains are. And that <laughs> on the other end, how simple and, and yeah, stupid really the brain can be and that you can trick it into to doing things like that yeah. with affirmations or with simple rewards for, mm. uh, you know, noticing the cue or, or yeah. the, having completed the, the, the habit. Yeah. And the, the, yeah. And then just, just be aware that there is a theory behind building habits that actually makes sense. And uh, one of the things that I like about these books they talk about, if you know what what we call, um, you know, th there's many different. You can cold create a habit. You know, you can make a habit of mm. trying to change uh, a habit or build a new. And the best way to do that is to to build on an existing habit. So to yeah. establish an easy habit where you start and then add something to it. Like if you want to start flossing, um, just to give yourself a trigger, put the, the, the little box of floss 
uh, inside the um, uh, you know the, um, the if you have a, a glass uh, where your toothbrush resides, put it inside there to remind you that's the trigger. And you just mm. build on that. When I finish uh, brushing my teeth, I will automatically start because it's there. The trigger is mm. I, I start brushing my teeth and I it's easy. And yeah. and when you try to apply that for GTD, is uh, you know have your tools capture tools easy, handy, yeah, uh, handy, uh, easily accessible for you. That's where it all starts. Make sure that your your floss is in your toothbrush. <laughs> Flossing <laughs> thread is in your uh, toothbrush uh, cup, um, and your your know, capture um, tools are in your pockets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything else um, to add on to the book section? Any? No, I think you just but you hit the, an important point into making it easy because again it's so mm. easy to overwhelm ourselves and that's probably what people can recognize from coming back to the unclarified lists for example that is mm. not easy to work on a list where it just says budget so having yep. you know making things easy for yourself mm. is just critical in establishing habits and in being a good GCDM. Okay. Great. Okay, the um, famous, uh, not famous, but the last words was yours uh, and it's going to be <laughs> still be yours when you take us out, Lars. <laughs> yes. As always, we wrap up with a quick reminder to head on over to gtdnordic.com to have a look around because on that website you will find links to the country websites for each of the Nordic countries. And on each of those sites you can find articles about GTD, links to the newsletters, groups on social media where each of those countries discuss GTD. And of course, you can find all of our offerings with speeches, coachings, and seminars, both the physical and the virtual ones. If you are outside the Nordics, gettingthingsdone.com is the place to go to find your local partners. Also, if you are not watching us right now, quick reminder that you could be if you wanted to. You can find us both on YouTube. We upload all of these on each of our channels and you'll find links to those in the show notes. And lastly, as always, really hope that you find these episodes valuable. Um, if GCD has made a difference in your life, then please consider helping us by spreading the message to more people by giving them this podcast a, a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do this, or share the colleague, share a, an episode with a, with a colleague. It it really helps us, uh, you know, share the the um, the uh, good habits of uh, of GCD. Yes, exactly, and that's what we want to do. We want to. That's why we are doing this podcast. We want to give you the, the good habits, help you to get good at getting things done. And uh, hopefully you've, you, you've learned something from us. So until next time, uh, build habits and stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. And ending recording.